You're listening to the Option Alpha Podcast from OptionAlpha.com, where we show you how to make smarter trades, learn how the stock market really works, and generate consistent monthly income. Now, your host and head trader at OptionAlpha.com, Kirk Duplessis. Hey everyone, this is Kirk here again from Option Alpha, working every single week to make this the most popular investing podcast offered online because it's based on one thing and one thing only, and that's helping you guys make smarter trades. So again, thanks so much for tuning in today. On today's show, we're going to have a really cool little case study and something that I want to keep doing more of these because everyone seems to love it. There's some of our more popular episodes, but today's case study is talking about how we cut the loss on a bear call credit spread by 37%. And I know what you're thinking up front. You're thinking to yourself, okay, 37% sounds cool and is a nice number, but it's not 100%, right? But it's important that we do talk about trades that we have losers on and how we are able to reduce the loss because over the course of, let's say, even one year, this could be the difference between, you know, basically saving yourself an extra $1,800 or $2,000 over the course of an entire year on one type of strategy if you learn how to adjust it right. Now, what I always say when I get into shows like this and talking about case studies like this, not only on webinars, but also on coaching calls, is that it's always important to remember that the trade entry is still the most important thing that you can do in your trading system. Having the right entry, meaning selling option premium, being as neutral as you possibly can, and keeping your position size in check more than covers 95% of the things that will make you successful in your trading. But doing adjustments like this is not going to save a bad trade from the start. Meaning if you make a bad trade from the start, you're too big in position size, you're not balanced, you're trading everything in one direction, you're buying options, like it's never going to save a bad trade entry. Great entries will actually save you from needing to do this because this isn't going to move the needle that much. But if you can learn how to do it, which we'll walk through this case study today on this bear call credit spread. If you can learn how to make adjustments, it does help start to shift the probabilities and the expectations more in your favor than they already are, right? So it's not going to move the needle all the way, but it is going to start moving the needle so that you start to save some more money. And again, the whole idea here is just cutting losses down. So do not accept the first and biggest loss that you have, but starting to whittle those losses down and reducing them by some margin. Now we've got case studies that will link up in the show notes page again at optionalpha.com slash show 80 where we show you other different types of case studies like this. We've got a lot of live trading videos that go over stuff like this. So this is just one of many, but I thought it was interesting to at least show you guys a trade that we lost on, but we were still able to cut the loss down by about 37%, which in our case ended up being a savings of about $375 that we could have lost had we not done these adjustments. Now, today's study focuses on SPY, which is a major market ETF. It's the ETF that follows and tracks the S&P 500. And what we had done is we had entered a bear call credit spread, which is selling a call, then buying a call a couple strikes higher, basically a bearish position, neutral to bearish position, but an option selling position. We had entered this position back in early November. In fact, November 3rd, we entered this position on SPY. Now, we all know what happened shortly after the election of Trump, and the market just had a huge rally from there. And we weren't playing necessarily a rally or a decline. We just knew that after At that moment, on November 3rd, 
the implied volatility on the S&P was around the 80th, I'm sorry, around the 70th percentile. So implied volatility was high. It was definitely a great entry. I would make the same trade over and over and over and over again. We just know that at some times we're going to lose on trades. Now, what happened is obviously on November 7th, when the markets opened back up after the election, we got a huge rally that just continued for many, many months, basically until December, until the market started to sell off from there. So there's nothing we could have done about the market, right? And this is the first thing I always talk about. It's like, there's nothing we could have changed. We can't force the market to do what we want to do. It flat out moved against us. And we had to take proactive steps to reduce our loss on this trade along the way. Now, let's start looking at the first trade that we made or basically that initial opening position in SPY. We entered into the December contracts. Again, this is back in November of last year. We entered into the December expiration contracts. We sold the 215 call and the 218 call. I'm sorry, sold the 215 call and bought the 218 call, which is the 215, 218 bearish call credit spread trade. We collected on that initial position 80, I'm sorry, $95 in credit per spread that we did. We ended up doing five of these. So I'll talk about for the rest of this show until we get to the end, just the per contract credits that we're taking in because it's a lot easier to follow it than multiplying it by five, but we'll kind of round out everything across the entire trade at the end. And again, this was based on our position size and uh, it was definitely a small position for us, but it was based on our account, which is a multiple six-figure account that we're trading. So our initial risk was $205 per spread. Again, $95 of potential profit per spread that we were doing in SPY. Now, how did I get to that first of all? Well, it was a $3 wide spread. So when you have a $3 wide spread, you take that spread width and you subtract out the initial credit that you received, and that is where your risk is left over. That's how much you have at risk per position. So in our case, we had $205 of risk per spread and $95 of potential profit. Now, as the market continued to rally up, we knew that the first adjustment that we teach people to do, and we even coach in our adjustment module inside of Option Alpha, is to turn your bearish call credit spread into an iron condor. Now, what you want to do in this case is you want to sell the corresponding put spread below the market. So remember, we have a $3 wide call spread above the market. What we're going to do is we're going to now sell the corresponding put spread below the market, also $3 wide, and the same number of contracts. Now, the reason that we do this in this systematic fashion is because the market can't be in two places at one time. It can't be high above our call strikes and it can't be low above our put strike or below our put strikes, which means that this trade, when you mirror your bearish call credit spread, both in the width of the strikes and the number of contracts, it adds no additional margin or risk to your position. Okay, so I'll say it again. It adds no additional margin or risk to your position. So back on 1129, which is basically the end of October, I'm sorry, the end of November, we let the market kind of work itself out, didn't know what was going to happen. As we were getting closer to expiration, starting to get into December, then we made an adjustment to the position, which again, is something I generally like doing. I generally like to let the numbers work out, see if this was just a bloop rally or not. We didn't know. And if it wasn't, now we're about two, three weeks until expiration. Okay, great. Now we start making 
the first set of adjustments, which was adding this put credit spread to our position, which now gives us this iron condor. So we added the 213 puts, we sold the 213 puts and bought the 210 puts for a $22 credit. Now, again, this is all premium that we get to collect and add to our overall premium in our position. All it does is reduce risk. It does not increase our risk at all because we mirrored the contracts and mirrored the spread width. So by adding this $22 put spread, this now reduces our risk from 205 to 183 per spread that we're doing. So we're starting to slowly chip away at this, right? We still have three weeks to go until expiration. Anything can still happen theoretically at this point. So we want to make an adjustment that reduces risk, but doesn't make an adjustment that completely eliminates our potential to make money if the market were to go back down. Well, we all know the story. The market didn't go back down. So what we ended up doing is on 12.6, which is just one week later, we ended up rolling up our short puts from 213 to 218. Okay. So again, we rolled up the untested side, which is again, something we always teach. The first thing you do is add the put spread, right? You always move and start working with the side that the market is moving away from. So we never touched our credit call spread, right? If we had rolled this up, we would have banked a loss and then had to roll it up again and again and again. We just would have compounded the loss by rolling up our call side. We never touched that side. All we did was deal with the side behind the market or the other side that the market's moving away from. So again, on 12-6, which is December 6th, about a week, week later from when we added the put spread, we rolled up our puts from 213 to 218 on the short side. That's all we did. We didn't touch the long puts. You could have easily rolled up the long puts. We had the margin and the capabilities to basically handle just that one adjustment. What I coached and taught people at the time was that if you wanted to, you could close the entire put spread. So close the 213 puts and the 210 puts and open up a brand new put spread, roll the whole thing up or just roll up the short puts themselves. By doing this, we collected yet another premium of $53. So now by rolling up our puts, our risk has now been reduced from 205 down to 183 down to 130. So we've now reduced our risk to $130 per spread because we're just collecting premium, 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 premium all along the way. Well, you guys all know the end result and basically the market continued to stay high. We didn't want to roll up any further than that at risk of going like dramatically inverted on the position, which is something I tell people a lot to do with their spreads is, you know, look, you got to adjust it to the point at which you adjust it. And then from there, you got to let the numbers work out bad, you know, win, lose or draw. In this case, it ended up being a loss. We ended up closing out of our call spread side, put spread side expired worthless, but our call spread side, we ended up closing out at a $2.99 price. So we ended up buying them back for basically their full value. Full value is about $3. We bought them back for about $2.99. So that basically ends up with a net loss of about $1.29 per spread. Remember, our risk had been cut down to $1.30, but we bought these back almost full value, just about a dollar under full value at $1.29. So there's where our 37% reduction in the loss came from. Now, again, the cool thing here is that in this case, we were able to whittle down the potential loss on this trade. Remember, we can't control that the market moved against us. 
no control over that. People try to wish it lower, try to will it lower, sleep on it, pray on it, whatever, but you can't control it. And in our case, this is was going to be a bad trade no matter what we did in the sense that it was going to be a loser, right? But we could reduce the loss by adding that put spread, rolling up our puts, and cutting the potential risk. This saved us $375 across all five contracts. So our loss was $375 less than it could have been had we done nothing. Now, again, this is really cool stuff. And even though it was a losing trade for sure, it was not as big of a loser as it could have been. And we could have easily sat on our hands and done nothing. But it's this systematic and religious approach to rolling contracts and adjusting positions that reduce our risk and help trim losses, trim the fat off of our portfolio. Now, if I can do this even on, let's say, five or 10 trades a year, I'm looking at saving like $3,700 over the course of a year. If I do this 10 times over the year, trades that go against me, and we do a lot of trades here at Option Alpha, so you can quickly see how lots of our adjustment activity, though it might seem like it's hard to understand at first and there's a little bit of a learning curve in how to make adjustments, it is well worth the money at least to do it. Again, it's not going to save you from making bad trades initially but it can take a trade that is going to be a loser that moves against you and cut that loss down, which is the whole goal of making adjustments is to reduce risk first before you start thinking about making more money. So hopefully this little case study has been really, really helpful. Again, I think it's important to go over these every now and again on the podcast with some of the real examples that we do. Again, you can go to the show notes page at optionalpha.com slash show82 and find a ton more case studies that we're going to link up in there on different trades and how we've been able to turn some things have been total losers into actually winners, but I thought it was at least worth it just for transparency to do a case study on today's podcast where we still lost on a trade, but we were able to cut that loss down dramatically. And now our favorite part of the show, Trader Q&A, where we ask a question from one of our current members about options trading. Got a question you'd like to ask Kirk to answer live on the air? Just head on over to optionalpha.com forward slash ask and hit the record button to leave a message. That's optionalpha.com forward slash ask. And now, here's today's question. Hey, Carrick, this is David. I've been doing covered calls and puts for about a year, only really started trading spreads about a month ago, and I've been learning a lot from Option Alpha. Really appreciate the work you put in. I just had a question about adjusting iron condors. Uh, in your video, you recommend adjusting the unchallenged side, so if the underlying stock goes up, then you roll the put side. But if you keep adjusting the unchallenged side, like if the stock keeps just keeps going up, you keep rolling up the puts, or maybe you roll up the puts and then it goes down, so you roll the calls down. Wouldn't it eventually become extremely narrow, potentially even having the same short strikes and I guess becoming iron butterfly? Hey, David, thanks for the question. And I think it's a good one. And the reality is, is, or the short answer to your question is, yes, it does become more narrow as you roll in the untested side. The trick or the challenge with doing iron condor adjustments is that you always don't want to adjust too early or too aggressive. So one of the things that we talk about, and actually we just talked about it a couple episodes ago in show number 72, is talking about adjustment triggers. Now, what I usually like to do just as a general rule is to be really patient with the trade. So I usually won't even adjust most trades, and this is like generalities, but I won't adjust most trades until we really get into the the month of expiration. So 
if we're in January expiration, but we're trading, you know, things out in February, I won't really adjust it until it gets to February. And that's for things like iron condors, credit spreads, because you're already risk defined. So you got to let the numbers play out to a certain degree and just be really patient. But once we get into that, you know, into that month and we start hitting some of those adjustment triggers that we talked about in show number 72, then what I'll start doing is slowly adjusting the position. Now, the trick is, or the key that I always think about is that you want to slowly come into the market as time runs out. So what you don't want to do is you don't want to adjust one side all the way in and kind of slam one side together to the other side and create this iron butterfly. You want to take it in stages or chunks. So you roll in your puts and take, let's say, uh, you know, $30 credit. Then if the market continues to go against you, you know, three or four days later, maybe you roll it in again and the market continues to go against you again. And then you roll it in again, three or four days later. So you're just moving in stages, still giving yourself time that if the market turns around, you know, two weeks or a week before expiration, it might fall into your profitable zone. At the end of the day, though, by adding all of these credits together, you do actually create an iron butterfly, which has a more narrow payoff diagram than an iron condor. But hopefully your your credits that you've collected creates a bigger base for the iron butterfly. So if your original iron condor, let's say correct collected, you know, $90 in premium, but you rolled it three or four times, like we actually talked about in this, you know, trading video and case study where we, you know, adjusted a call credit spread into an iron condor. You roll it a couple times and you start adding these credits together, you end up with a wider base, a bigger break even point overall. So it may not turn around the trade, but it does give you a wider base. So hopefully that helps out. I know it's tricky. There's no one size fits all solution to this, obviously, but hopefully this guideline kind of just helped give you some clarity around how you can do this for your own positions. Now, remember, if you'd like to get your question answered here on the podcast or live on Facebook and Periscope, head on over to optionalpha.com slash ask, click the big red button in the middle of the screen and leave me a private voicemail just like David did. There's no software to download and it's incredibly easy to do. Now, before we get into the closing bell segment, I want to let you guys know how you can get our special podcast freebie today and that's our ultimate option strategy guide. So if you're completely new to option alpha or you're new to options trading, this option strategy guide was completely rewritten last year and expanded out to 90 pages. And it sounds like a lot, but there's a lot of one page mini like cheat sheets and downloads and checklists on different strategy types, including a step-by-step guide and process on how to select the best option strategy. Again, it's completely free and you can get it by going to optionalpha.com slash ebook or by texting in the word on your mobile phone strategies. That's one word, S-T-R-A-T-E-G-I-E-S to the short code 44222. So you can just text in the word strategies to 44222 and then we'll send it to you via your mobile phone. Now, the closing bell. Find out which stocks we're looking at right now, trades we're making, and hear our game plan moving forward. All right. So in today's closing bell segment, I want to go over a new trade that we're getting into in DIA. DIA is the major market ETF for the Dow Jones. And what we're going to be doing here in DIA is getting into a put calendar spread in the market. Now, the reason that we're doing this is because at the time of this recording, the market's still pretty high, kind of coming off of these Trump rally here, but it's been trading fairly sideways. And we think that the market is due at least for a little bit of a pullback, whether that's in the beginning of January or as we get towards January expiration. So in that light, what we're going to do is do a put calendar spread in DIA. 
which not only is going to take advantage of maybe a little bit of a pullback, but also is going to take advantage of potentially rising implied volatility because implied volatility is at pretty much a, like a one-year low around the eighth rank. So it's really, really low on a scale from one to 100. IV is ranked at eight right now, which means it has a lot of upside potential. In this case, what we're going to do is we're going to trade the 195 put calendar in DIA. That means selling the front month contract, which is the 195 puts in January, and buying the back contract, which is the 195 puts in February. That differential means that we're still going to be paying a debit of $141 per calendar that we get into. Now, it still has about a 55% probability of success. So it's not like a regular credit spread or an iron condor that's got a really high probability of success. We look to be pretty much, you know, more positive than not over the course of you know the year on trading calendars, but it's a way to stay active in our portfolio. We can kind of play potentially a rise in implied volatility and a little bit of a directional move in the underlying. Now, what's key about this trade is that right now the Dow is trading just below 199, so it's not quite at 200 yet, which is like that magic 20,000 barrier that everyone wants it to reach. But it's not quite there yet. At least in the DIA, it's just below 200. So we're definitely playing this a little bit directionally lower, not too much, but a couple strikes out of the money in the direction that we think the market's going to move, and especially since if the market does go down just by even a little bit and we get a little pop in implied volatility, we could end up making some good money on this trade very, very quickly. Now, these put calendar spreads will usually manage much earlier when we get our move and we get like a 25% gain in something like this, we'll take them off early and just bank a little bit of a profit. So it's not meant to be a huge profit center for us. It's meant to keep our portfolio balanced, make some directional plays in the market, and basically keep ourselves active while we wait for higher implied volatility. So hopefully you guys enjoy that trade today in the closing bell segment. Thanks for listening to the Option Alpha podcast. If you liked what you heard, please drop by iTunes and leave a rating or comment. Plus, you can get everything. Free email updates for future shows, transcripts, video tutorials, case studies, and more. Just visit our website at optionalpha.com. All right, so I truly hope you enjoyed today's show and at least got one thing out of our case study in SBY that you can apply right now to make you a smarter, more profitable trader and investor. As mentioned, you can get additional resources and some links mentioned in the show with related video training on other case studies by going to the show notes page at optionalpha.com slash show82. That's just the number 82, optionalpha.com slash show82. Until next time, happy trading.